Hey, what's up? Welcome to In The Zone, your boy Double D. In studio, the ladies from the <laughs> Olympic-style weightlifting team that represented Guam out there in Apia, Samoa. Uh, first off, I'm going to go around clockwise, have you guys introduce yourself, uh, your name, uh, the division you competed in, and uh, which medals uh, you brought home first. Half a day, I'm Jacinta Sumagaisai. I lift in the 55 kilo weight division, and I brought home silver medals. Three silver medals. Three silver medals for the Pacific Games and one for Oceania. I'm Maya Kalma, and I compete in the 49 category, and I brought two gold and one silver for Oceania, for Pacific Games. I'm Dayalani Kalma. I compete in the 45 kilo category, and I brought home a bronze medal for Pacific Games. And for Oceana? Uh, just Pacific Games. Okay. Yeah, Pacific. All right, so um, prepare, uh, preparing for the Pacific Games, I know uh, the coach and uh, you guys all dropped a weight class for the competition. Uh, let's talk about, first off, uh, how did you guys feel out there at the Pacific Games uh, in that new weight class that you guys uh, dropped weight in? <laughs> oh my gosh, so I'll go first. I actually left Guam uh, two kilos off from my weight class and then flying to Samoa a day and a half, I ended up gaining everything. I gained, <laughs> I believe, six, back up to 60 kilos. So I have four days to drop all that weight and it, it was a really horrific experience <laughs> yeah and you know when you have to drop weight it, it's a sacrifice because you you have to be in a, in a weight class where you feel that you're going to be uh, more competitive in mm -hmm. and have more chance at meddling at the games yes yeah. definitely the weight classes that our coach put us in um, we definitely had a better chance in meddling. So, in a way, he knew what he was doing, <laughs> telling us to lose weight and get to those weight classes. What was the atmosphere like? I mean, you know, the Pacific Games bring out the best in the region, but looking at the other <clears throat> countries and their lifters, I'm sure it, it kind of shows what their training regimen and their programs like out wherever they're from. Yeah, it was quite scary seeing it at first but it was also like motivating and inspiring seeing how tough they train and like it also motivates me and um gives me notes on what to work on and stuff like that and and for you two uh being sisters uh fairly fairly new to to the sport and uh fairly young when it comes to uh competition and and representing uh for for team guam uh. how, how because for uh you lifting in particular how many years have you been competing about almost three years about three years about three years yeah three years now and, and how has that been uh training alongside uh your sister and you know being able to push each other in the gym and uh going home and talking about uh things that you need to work on or how to get better as an athlete mm, it's a great experience uh 
training with them and we're uh, competing with them because they really motivate me and they really encourage me to do my best out there and and you know for Jacinta you, you talked about how it was a matter of two kilos from uh, securing gold and and <laughs> You know, I mean, I know it's pretty heartbreaking looking back at it, but yes. let's talk about that. I mean, you missed your third attempt, you said. Um, talk about what was going on as far as getting on the platform uh, with that target weight in mind and, and trying to get it up there. What what went wrong in that particular lift for yourself? Uh, for myself, um, a lot of things were wrong that day prior to me lifting and even uh, weigh-ins. I was, I was already uh, cramping from dehydration, tr like I said, trying to lose that weight. So me in my head, I was just really thinking about uh, rehydrating myself uh, before I got on the platform. During, um, during warm-up session two, I was missing my lifts in the back. So it really took a toll on my mental game. And I just had to step step back a little bit and just, you know, focus on what I was there for and stuff was, you know, to go out there, do my best. I always tell uh, the, my other teammates and stuff that anything can happen on the platform from bombing out or, you know, missing your lift, which could have been, you know, the winning lift. But I did miss my, I actually missed my last two lifts, which was the same weight of 92 kilos. If I had gotten that lift, then I def, I would have secured uh, gold in the clean and jerk and then the total overall, and then also gold in Oceania. For you heading into those uh, second and third lifts, did the gold medalist, the one that, the, the female that eventually won the gold, did she go before you or was she after you? She uh, she was before me, so the my last two lifts is what was closing out the competition and what was riding on it. And you know, uh, it was the crowd was really um, how you say uh, <laughs> I don't I don't even know how to put it. It was just a very intense. Um, ending in competition, so it was, the crowd was pretty riled, especially you know um, her home. I guess her her team. Oh, so she was, was from Samoa. She's from Solomon Islands. Oh, Solomon. So and Solomon Islands had a huge team that they brought out, so they had a lot of supporters as well, and the crowd was just riled up, and it all depended on that one, that last lift to make gold, and didn't happen, but it's okay. Yeah, back to the drawing board. <laughs> back to the drawing board. Get stronger at this weight class, and you know, just work harder. And so the Pacific Games also served as a Oceana uh, qualifier, right? Or championships. Yes. Um, let's talk about that in, in particular. So um, by meddling and, and, and doing good, what does that do for uh, Team Guam and, and uh, for you lifters uh, specifically? <coughs> Well, it was a, um, a qualifier for, one of the qualifiers for Tokyo 2020. And then also, it was also a qualifier um, for our world championships, which is in September, which two of our lifters, uh, myself and uh, Dayanara, Dayanara Kama, uh, qualified for. So we're looking forward uh, to going to world championships in September in Thailand. And um, how's it been uh, getting back to it? I mean, was it 
um, eagerness to get back in, in, into the gym and, and making sure that, um, you know, something like this doesn't slip away or what's the mindset now since being back home from uh, Samoa oh so we've been in the gym straight to the gym the mo the morning we came home that evening we we're straight to the gym working on technique and, and we take this time to work on technique for a little bit and then get back to going heavier and preparing for competition so mm -hmm. for, for you to um now that you you've seen where you are at, at dropping <laughs> for this particular weight class, did you take anything away as far as weight cut or proper nutrition and, and how to maybe stay at a certain weight and then cut that certain weight to where you're supposed to be for competition? Yeah, we are you asking like we learned a lot about yeah i mean oh, yeah. anything that that you took away so uh next time around whether it be cutting weight how to do that uh in a proper way or making sure i mean because you know fighters in the fight game they they have a log where this many days out they want to be this weight and, and heading into the competition they're like okay well i don't want to cut too much weight on weigh-in days because like jacinta said it, it's definitely going to take a toll on your body and and cramping starts happening oh yeah so we started our weight cut a little like about two months out from comp and then through that journey we learned a lot about nutrition and um ways to um use your body um the right way and feed your body the right way yeah and that's that's uh, exactly like I said always referring to the fight game is there's a certain time to eat a certain thing because you want to make sure when you replenish yourself it, it's it's not going to go to the wrong places and you're not going to you know you're not going to benefit from what you put into your body at that time yeah uh, and you won't feel weak you'll you'll still feel strong by the time you get on to the platform and let's talk about that stepping onto the platform <laughs> representing guam in the biggest competition from our region the pacific games what was that like um getting out there and seeing everybody in the crowd and um just stepping onto the platform for the first time at your uh, at the pacific games um i was a little nervous but it wasn't like it wasn't as bad as i expected it to be <clears throat> like I thought I would be seeing all the eyes on me, but once I'm up there, it's it just blanks out. Yeah. And I think the main <laughs> thing too is telling yourself and knowing that you deserve to be here. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, you've worked all that time to get here, so now it's. I think the mentality is to have fun with it. I mean, of course, medals are on the line and, and representing your country, but. It, it is a sport and and if you're not having fun in the sport that you're doing um then then something's wrong but yeah. out there like you said uh not trying to see all the eyes on you but uh was there adrenaline there what what was just you know did, were you talking to yourself um oh yeah i was yeah. talking to myself <laughs> i think we, we all talk to ourselves before we get out there it was like, like <laughs> our, our coach is trying to uh prepare us and then I honestly don't remember what he was talking <laughs> telling me. So that you know, now that you have 
you know, one Pacific Games under your belt. Um, sky's the limit now. I mean, now the nerves, they're not going to get the better of you. Um, now you, you know how to tune things out, uh, get focused. How much of it was just trying to remember technique, making sure that, you know, when you come up, certain things have to be right. Um, I, I know because form's a, a real big thing in, in your sport. Mm-hmm. I think the whole time you're thinking about technique and, you know, trusting yourself and trusting your body that it knows what to do. So it's like a 50-50 with technique and then trying to channel that energy that you have on you to not overpull the bar and for it to fall behind you. So it's it's... The adrenaline is definitely there. It's it's a different feeling every single time you get on the stage, no matter what. Well, you know, they say the struggle is real, but uh, for you guys, oh. the hunger was real. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the talk hunger was real. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, let's talk about that. Oh, gosh. Cut, um, for being us, hungry, too. being moody, because, uh, hey, everybody gets pretty moody when you're hungry. Mm-hmm. I'm very moody when I'm hungry. (laughs) And after competition, I ate. Like, the first thing, like, after everything settled down, I was just, like, went to the concession stand and got me chili cheese fries. And my coach is just sitting, like, looking at me. I'm like, I'm hungry. I'm just, like, stuffing my face. And they're like... You, not too much don't gain all this way I was like too late and <laughs> I could so feel it when is when was the weigh-ins um, compared to your first lift I mean was it the same day day of yes. oh, yeah. two hours prior to yeah. your yeah. lift time so, so, you, so is that every day or just one day just one day you oh. only compete once and that's all that's actually really all you need <laughs> if we were to compete for a couple of days that that would be um we would really wreck ourselves, especially our body. So leading into to your, the, the day of competition, um, you guys didn't really get to eat as much as you wanted because of the weight cut or so, fluids? So the day of comp, we all three of us competed um, on the same day, but Ani competed first. In the morning. In the morning at 9. Maya competed at one. T- 1 o'clock. And then I had to wait till 3 o'clock. <laughs> or I competed at 2. Or you competed at 2, and then I, com- I competed at 4. So uh, my weigh-in was at 2. So I had to wait the longest to uh, actually um, even get any kind of liquid in my body body so, so what was so in between way into first lift what did you eat in between to refuel nothing um actually i just rehydrated myself yeah. really chug down like a bottle of powerade yeah gets the electrolytes back in so what, sugar the, um, and energy was your stomach growling on your lips? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah, it actually was. I was like apologizing. I was like, sorry, that was my stomach. That wasn't me. That wasn't my war cry. That was <laughs> but actually, um, afterwards, though, I guess because the adrenaline was like still rushing, I wasn't so hungry as I thought I was going to be. But I still was like, I was eyeing those chili cheese fries <laughs> from the beginning in the morning, and then I was just like, I'll wait. <laughs> just wait. What was that feeling like, uh, Guam, uh, the Guam him playing and, and receiving your medal? 
Well, um, the Guam Him didn't play. They only played the Guam Him for the first place. Oh. Uh, but we did our flag. Our flag was raised. Was raised. You and seeing it raised three times. <laughs> it was nice. It was an <laughs> amazing nice. feeling. Yeah. It really was an amazing feeling. And you talked about in previous interviews how other federations acknowledged Guam and, and were really shocked by how well we've done in the sport of right. Olympic weightlifting. Did any other countries or athletes or coaches approach you guys and, you know, congratulate <coughs> you on really uh, a job well done at, at the Pacific Games? Uh, yes. Yes. Um, especially the athletes. We made a lot of friends and we saw some of our friends that we made from previous competitions and also um, Paul Kaffa, who is the president of Oceania Weightlifting Federation. Um, he, he always has um, amazing things to say to our coach about us and always tries to get us out <laughs> to New Caledonia to train with them in their institute and stuff like that. But it's um unfortunately like we have like jobs in our day life and stuff like that so it's it would have to be like i don't know like it's a, a lot of sacrifice yeah, it's yeah. a big sacrifice. sacrifice um a lot of the lifters that do compete um this is their daily life Just all they do is eat train sleep, eat sleep train it's their job to to train and lift and take care of themselves and stuff like that so it's a big sacrifice. What is going to be your fondest memory of uh, Samoa? Uh, what are you going to take away from competing at the, the games? Um, just the, the, the people there and the, the environment around. Yeah. It just it, it really shows how competitive and, and, and how serious people mm -hmm. are about the sport and you know for Guam athletes family working um, having to squeeze in gym time whenever we can it, it just shows like how far and how um, how much athletes from other countries what, what are they willing to do to sacrifice to get to to the point they are um, and for you what, what's going to be something that you take away from your first Pacific Games um that tattoo I, is that from someone oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> they all got, got tattoos <laughs> took over that tattoo shop <laughs> yeah how was it i mean um was that your first tattoo yes it yeah how, how did it feel um i thought it was gonna like hurt bad but it wasn't that bad it was okay <laughs> and how did you let's, how did you choose um the design or, or how did you figure out okay this is the tattoo does it have meaning um behind it or was there something in particular that you just liked about the tattoo um i don't know i really like the simone flower so I just decided to get that here. And the band, they created their own design over there. So, yeah. Okay, so your tattoo's on your wrist. Yours is a little bit up. Uh, it's like a bat, like a, my forearm. Yeah. Yeah. And what's the meaning behind that one? For me, I got a turtle with the band around <laughs> it, too. Well, for me, turtles mean long life. So that's the reason I got it. I have a turtle necklace. 
methods. Something I keep with my uh, in as like a reminder or something like that. You didn't get tattooed, Jacinta. You got all the tattoos. You didn't get. <laughs> I did get. Okay. I got an ankle. <laughs> I wanted to be different. All the other girls got that arm bands, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna be the different one. I'm gonna do it and get a. I don't have it. Any tattoos on my left leg, so let me get one there. What was the uh, exchange rate? I mean, was it what was the currency out um, there? It was actually pretty fair. What is it, what is it called? Is it Tala. Tala. It's called Tala. Tala so you know. Uh, T A L A. Yeah, so it's like a, I guess the gangster way of saying Tala. Yeah. Sure. So we're like, yeah, five Tala. 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 Five Tala. Give me five Tala. Yeah. It was man. I love Samoa. Yeah. So how how was it? I mean, you know, how were how was the people and, and the culture were they welcoming they were just they were very welcome welcoming. they were they're always so happy yeah they're like they're just saying they're just greeting you whenever they see you they're like they're like exaggerated excited every <laughs> single time it doesn't matter if we walked into the store and stuff like that or just walked by them they're just like so welcoming they're very humble even if they like try to talk to us and stuff they'll you know they're they're just really nice. And they know about Guam. I, I had friends in in Hawaii that their uncles uh, lived in Guam for a few years, and they actually got sons of Guam tatted on them. And I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. <laughs> You're Samoan, but you got yeah. sons of Guam tatted on you. So it just kind of shows you the impact of of our culture and our lifestyle, how they they have an effect on on other people. But um, so where do we go uh, from now? I mean. Are we already looking at the next Pacific Games and, and really trying to get out there and this time around, or next time around, get gold? Uh, yeah, definitely. Actually, um, even, I mean, we've been, we've known about uh, Pacific Games for a long time. Uh, I think maybe about two years since, you know, all the commotion. And then... Um, there was a point of time where we didn't even know if we were going to be able to participate in the Pacific Games, which was uh, unfortunate for us mm -hmm. <laughs> because our federation yeah, got kind of got suspended, so we didn't know if we were going to be able to participate. And it was just really all up in the air, and we're just like we've been training so hard to compete to earn a spot on the team for Pacific Games. So um, our coach, who has a really good um, relationship with GNOC, had to went and got a definite answer for us that we would be able, yes, weightlifting is going to be part of uh, Pacific Games. And then from there, we had the competition to decide who would go who would it make the off. team and yeah it paid off <laughs> and so we're really um our next actual big one is in Nauru next year Oceania Championships again and from there we will hold another competition in January to decide who will go to that competition because it's expensive yeah. <laughs> 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 the funding wise it yeah. was uh, now you got to fundraise now for the next Pacific Games yeah definitely now, now, how's that support been um, in, in getting ready for the Pacific Games I know a lot of federations do their own fundraisers but um, for for the Olympic weightlifting federation you know, a new transition, mm -hmm. uh, new lifters, and you know, definitely pretty, pretty new to the game because this is your first Pacific Games. Um, yes. You know, 
were, were was the community really supportive with what you guys were doing? Well, we held one fundraiser, and then a lot. We had a lot of uh, monetary donations, which we're really grateful for. And then a lot of it um, came from GNOC as well, uh, from the raffle ticket fundraiser that we had. And we're actually still trying to um, fundraise to... Um, more trips, yeah. You yep. and, and more think, trips. Yeah, and, and that's the way, I guess, you guys will be able to see and maintain uh, eyes on your competitors Yeah. Um, to make sure that you know I mean of course social media now really helps yeah so I mean the first thing I would have did was follow the gold medalist because I gotta make sure I'm keeping up with you it's it's just uh, really unfortunate that when we go out to competitions like this we can't send a full set team Um, this is the uh, I think the second biggest team we've ever sent out but normally we only we're only able to afford like one or two people to go out this time it was what five six there was six lifters yes other than that, i think um pacific games the last pacific games had the first biggest group of weightlifters go out this is the second biggest group of weightlifters to go out to the games or any kind of um weightlifting competition so yeah it's very unfortunate and now i guess for next year's oceania the the standards have been even risen high, raised higher now because um, funding-wise and stuff like that. So we're going to try our best. And, it, and it's also hopefully uh, schedule availability. Are you able to get away from work oh, and yeah. make sure you can make yeah. that trip? So, um, yeah. Uh, if anybody wants to keep track of uh, what you guys are doing and if you guys want to drop uh, any social media um, you know, oh, my platform. social media is my social media name is kind of. And I know you're gonna laugh, but it's okay. I'll drop my social media is at Crazy Beauty C R A Z I I B E A U T I I. <laughs> and that's for Jacinta. Yeah, since so, high school. Yeah, so if you want to follow, uh, definitely, you know, I mean, and, and that's the thing, you know, I mean, like I said, with, with social media, um, you know, more and more athletes, people are, are listening to the stories and, and following along because um, now you guys have a chance to inspire, you know, young and upcoming athletes that maybe, you know, don't, don't have an outlet, don't have a sport and, and you know, might venture off and, and, and do something different my social media yeah you want to oh, um, it's up to you it's I mean. uh Dea Vida Calma D-A-Y-A-V-I-D-A C-A-L-M-A <laughs> Dea Vida Calma and that's for Dea Maya Calma on Instagram uh for Instagram it's just at Dea Lani Calma <laughs> just me yeah hey. simple yeah. yep and you know the doors are opening for a lot of athletes now sponsored athletes that's that's the new era now now that you guys oh have medals goodness. now now you can start approaching different people and, and telling your story that's the goal yeah well see I mean that's you know we've had big tone and you know it's it's powerlifting it's a different you know aspect of the game but um, it works I mean you know now that you guys are medalists uh, you have 
something to show for and, and hopefully sponsors out there will be willing to invest in you and, and help you guys along along the way oh, hint hint oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, uh, thanks for uh, coming on the show appreciate it and congratulations yes thank you for having us uh, don't forget you can check us out soundcloud.com slash kuam news mm-hmm.